Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from Pitchels.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is September 7th, and yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. So I did something very strange with the SV Roundup, something I never do. And we had Wade Miley go four innings, two earned runs, two hits, two walks, six Ks. Do well. I think you should be picking him up for his next start. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, the reliever that came in, Hayden Wisniewski, was actually the lead because he went five innings after Wade Miley. Zero in runs, two hits, one walk, and eight strikeouts, eight whiffs, 33% CSW, 61 pitches. And I felt I needed to lead with this. I needed to give everyone the attention of Wesneki. Wesneski, I should say. He has a really nice breaker, uh, 43% usage and 35% CSW on that. He was pumping about 92 to 96 on the sinker. He had a strike rate of about 77% across all the fastballs. It kind of works. I mean, it was the Reds, and it may have been just one of those days against the Reds. But honestly, I think there is value to be had if Wesneski finds himself in the rotation somehow. You have Justin Steele going on the IL. Maybe that's kind of how they're working on this with a six-man rotation. Maybe it's not Javier Assad. I'm not exactly sure what the Cubs are going to do. But I think the most valuable thing I can do with the SP Roundup these days is tell you who are the guys that could be worthy of a stream later on. And Wesneski could be one of those. Um, looking forward to the other guys. We have Mitch Keller going six innings, zero runs, five hits, two walks, two Ks against the Mets. And I just don't care. No, I don't buy this in the slightest. Logan Gilbert did well and he should be started the rest of the way. Giants did a bullpen game. Shane Bieber, ace is going to ace against the Royals. Brandon Woodruff survived cores and that was the toughest start he's going to have. So this is amazing news. Aaron Nola was dope against the the Marlins. Johnny Cueto had Cueto magic against the Mariners. This is all pretty easy stuff. He gets athletics and Tigers and Guardians moving forward. Jose Quintana did well, much better against the Nationals prime command. Really good to see that. Now he gets the Pirates and, and then he gets the Reds and then he's going to get the Pirates and then he's going to get the Dodgers and then he's going to get the Pirates. Pretty amazing. So yeah, you want to hold on to Quintana everywhere. I love what the situation for Jose Quintana right now. Jesus Lazardo was opposite of Nola and did excellent stuff here. He actually allowed two and runs, seven innings, uh, four and sorry, four hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts. That second earned run was one of those wonky catchers not giving the lane plays at home, and it was should have ended the inning in the sixth. Whatever, it annoyed me. He's doing great stuff here. Fifteen whiffs on the curves plus changeups combined. He went sinker heavy with 96 on it. Things are going great. He has one bad start left against Atlanta. That's the next one. He's in such a good place. I think you just do it and then you enjoy the easy starts after that. Framber Valdez, um, ace is going to ace. 25 whiffs, 37% CSW for a golden goal. He did have a 1-5 whip though. And it's really frustrating because that's always been the knock on Valdez is the whip. As it was 10 base runners and 6 and 2 thirds innings, which essentially is a 1.5. 11 strikeouts, though. Two earned runs. I mean, keeps starting, obviously. I should have gone with Mike Myers against the Detroit Tigers. Why? Because the Detroit Tigers, I just did not buy into Mike whatsoever. If 
5.2 innings, turned runs for its one walk, three Ks. Ah, he gets it against the Guardians. I don't want to do that. He might get the Athletics twice later on in the year, maybe. But I don't want to do this against the Guardians. It was just the, the Tigers. Glenn Otto against the Astros survived for four innings of two and runs. Is that surviving? I guess six base runners. He had five strikeouts, and now he gets the Marlins next. I think I'm in on that one. It's a sneaky stream to go after. Uh, the Rays went bullpen because Drew Rasmussen was on paternity leave, and Yanni Chirinos wasn't ready to return. Eduardo Rodriguez survived against the Angels. It wasn't looking good early, and then he settled in and gave you seven innings, 300 runs, five at zero walks, and four Ks. I do not like his stuff. This was the start to consider, and now it's even worse moving forward. Don't do this. He's at 90 in change on the fastball. Changeup is earning just two whiffs and 13 thrown. Don't do this. Uh, Chris Bubich against the Guardians went 6.1 innings, 300 runs, 6 sets, 1 walk, 4 Ks. It was 92.7 miles per hour. It was a decent changeup. Ah, but this was the best, you know, and it still was kind of pedestrian. I, I think you're going to get burned too much with Chris Bubich. Tyler Anderson is looking more like old Tyler Anderson against the Giants. Got a win, sure, but a poor quality, uh, yeah, poor quality start, six innings, 300 runs, eight hits, zero walks, three Ks. Come on. Uh, let's go, Tyler Anderson. You did so well for five months. Let's just, one more, please. Paulo Espino went against the Cardinals. We don't expect anything out of this. Five innings, 300 runs, seven hits, zero walks, five Ks. Now he does get the Orioles next, and this is maybe the only considerable one for Espino the rest of the year. In your NL only league, maybe that works. Uh, Justin Dunn against the Cubs, 4.2 innings, 300 runs, four hits, four walks, one K. Yeah, okay. All right. Um, by the end of the year, he does have some nice matchups. Maybe D- Justin Dunn is worth it then, but certainly not now. Kyle Bradish was the very reluctant stream pick of the day. I should have gotten Mike Myers. I know. Three innings, 300 runs, six hits, two walks, three Ks. I mean, I didn't, you guys know this about me and Bradish. I I didn't want to do this against the Jays. Um, he did would go 42% sliders, though, with a 36% CSW, and that's encouraging. Fortunately, his next start is against Natty Light. If, of course, you know, this whole Dean Kramer thing uh, and Tyler Wells things hasn't messed it up, but I believe he still would get it. That is the start I would go for with Kyle Bradish. So, yeah, go for that one. Merrill Kelly against the Padres. Seven innings, four runs, three. It's one walk, five Ks. And here's the thing. Now he gets the Dodgers, then the Padres, then the Dodgers. Do you really want to stick with that? I don't think I do. He allowed three home runs in this one, by the way, for all four earned runs, and all four guys came in very unlucky in that fashion. I don't want to start him against the Dodgers twice in the last next three games. If you want to hold on to him for that Padre start, go ahead. I don't think I do. Tom and Walker against the Pittsburgh Pirates, really disappointing. Five innings, four and run, six, it's two walks, three keys. Ugh. Four out of 38 whiffs on the, and the slider plus splitter combined, only 93 and change on the heater. Silly. You move on. You keep starting Walker because it's such a glorious schedule. Joe Musgrove, so frustrating here against the Diamondbacks. 4.1 innings, 4 and runs, 9 hits, 2 walks, 3 Ks. He did well last week. He did not have a slider again. You just got to keep trucking through it, you know? Maybe it gets to the point where we only start him against the, the OK starts and not against the, the Dodgers, but... Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, Chad Cool against the Brewers. You don't want to do that. Rich Hill. Yep, didn't work out against the Rays. You don't trust Rich Hill. Mitch White, do not do this. Cole Irvin against the, uh, against Atlanta. This game was ridiculous. Cole Irvin allowed nine earned runs in 4.2 innings. Kyle Wright allowed eight earned runs in four innings. And they both got a known decision. Wins and losses are terrible. 
Well, they've been fine. I mean, you didn't want to do this against Atlanta anyway. Maybe you do it against the Rangers, but that's really the only considerable one for him moving forward. I think you just don't do that. With Kyle Wright, he didn't have his curveball, and it forced him to throw bad sinkers, essentially. Very strange for him to have that. He still had his velocity. I think you're fine with Kyle Wright. Really good schedule the rest of the way. It's just one of those days. It gets highlighted right now because it's September 7th. But, yeah, you should be fine. I... For Wednesday, and today and tomorrow's streamers, let's say it like that, still tons of auto start, guys. We have two extra because Garrett Cole and Joe Ryan are playing in that first game of the doubleheader as yesterday's Minnesota and Yankee game was rained out. So make sure all those hitters are in your lineup today. But DeGrom, Bassett, Castillo, Strider, Kershaw, Cole, Manoa, Darvish, Christian Javier, Montgomery, Sandoval, and Joe Ryan. All auto starts for me. Yes, Ryan against the Yankees, just like yesterday, still an auto start. Probable start tier, Bailey Falter is our stream pick of the day. And Springs against Boston. The whole Rasmussen versus Springs thing, well, we'll never find out. Um, Falter, uh, stream pick of the day against the Marlins. Like, that's an easy one. Um, I'm absolutely cashing on that wherever I can. Uh, and I, I know I'm saying this now, it's going to fail, but I believe in this one. Questionable start tier of Domingo Herman, Michael Kopeg, Nick Pavetta, Trevor Rogers, Alex Cobb, Drew Hutchinson, Zach Greinke, and Javier Assad. Everything's the same here except the removal of Kramer because it's Tyler Wells now, and that's a still ill as he goes against the Jays. I do not want to do that. It's in the do not start tier, which includes also Louis Varland, um, who's going to be starting the second game of the Twins. It's the do not start tier because it's the MLB debut for great things. He's blown up uh, through the minors. Like they, they, they push them up very quickly. Uh, which is often a sign of a guy being really good. Alec Manoa did that, Zach Allen did that, etc. And I'm very curious what we see. It also is the Royals after this if Louis Varlin were to stick for Minnesota. So there could be something very sneaky here that you might want to do a spec ad if you're looking at next week. Uh, just something to consider uh, that you might want to get ahead of it before everyone starts freaking out if he does well today. But if he doesn't, then you just put him back in the wire and who cares. Mike Miner against the Cubs. I don't want to do this. Ken Waldachuk against Atlanta. That just seems like a disaster waiting to happen, even though I kind of like Waldachuk. Uh, Eric Lauer in Coors. No way. As I mentioned, Tyler Wells, Cole Raggins, uh, Johan Aviedo, Tommy Henry, Kyle Freeland, Bryce Wilson. Looks like there's an opener. Could just be a bullpen game. Does not matter. Corey Abbott and Cody Morris. Tomorrow's a very small slate. Only seven games are going, including a doubleheader. We have Dylan Cease and Sandy Alcantara and Corbin Burns at the top. With uh, Freddy Peralta, he's inside the top tier too, even though his command wasn't great last time against the Giants, and I feel like he's going to do enough that you just do that. Um, Adam Wainwright and Kyle Gibson also have some great matchups. Wainwright against the Nationals, Gibson against the Marlins, so those are auto starts. Probable start is just Sonny Gray against the Yankees. I kind of want to put him in an auto start, but I understand he doesn't go as long into games, and the Yankees are a little bit dangerous, and sure, it's just probable start. Um, questionable starts, the opposite um, of Gray is Nestor Cortez. It's a still ill situation. He's going against the Twins here. Uh, I feel we don't really know enough. He might be a little bit rusty. I don't know how long he's going to go. It's just enough of a question mark that I would maybe avoid it um, if I could. The stream pick of the day is J.P. Sears against the White Sox. I do not like this. I don't like J.P. Sears' repertoire. I I think he's gotten away with stuff in the past. Um, but it has worked, so here you are. Luis Sessa against the Cubs and Adrian Sampson against the Reds on the other side. Or other considerable ones, but oh man, I really don't like them both. Same with Jacob Junis against the Brewers. That could work. Slider has been really good. Sinker isn't that good, and the changeup has been missing. Uh, and then Josiah Gray, if he needs strikeouts against the Cardinals, but I don't want to do that one. 
And then in the very bottom of Do Not Start, like a lot, only one there, is Sean Jelly against the Brewers. Is that even him? Is it a bullpen game? I don't, just don't do that whatsoever. Today is Wednesday. I'm going to do buy and sell. And it's kind of weird to do that at the moment because you can't really move on a lot of guys. Um, but you can go and get under rostered. So I'm only going to focus on the 50% or lower uh, right now. I mean, for example, like Ranger Suarez is at 70% and he should not be rostered. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can do that for the guys like get out of here. Eric Lauer should not be rostered right now. Sean Benai should not be rostered right now. Kyle Quantrill should not be rostered right now. Right? These are the guys in your standard 12-teamers. I have to believe there are other options that you should be going for instead. Uh, otherwise, uh, I'm seeing Ross Dribbling 52%. Definitely going on that. Uh, I'm seeing Jesus Lazardo at 47. Absolutely. Uh, Cole Irvin should not be rostered. Jose Quintana, 37%. Get in on that. Uh, Reed Demers is a little bit more contentious. He does have the Astros again coming up. I don't know how that one's going to go. Uh, but I'm seeing Josiah Gray at 29%. Should not be rostered. Flexen, absolutely not. Uh, Greg, absolutely not. Here's David Peterson, 24%. Go and get him now. Get David Peterson. Max Scherzer is on the IL. Get him. David Peterson was going to go against the Marlins. That's going to be such a clear... I'm going to say it's an auto start. I'm not even kidding. Start David Peterson against the Marlins. It's going to be one of the rare times... I can't make it a streaming pick, I realize, because he's 24% rostered. It actually really bothers me. Because that'll be like the first time an auto start is a streaming pick. I, but right. Go for that one. Uh, I see Yusei Kikuchi rostered 23%. Absolutely not. Um, other ones to consider, maybe Deacon Kramer next time as he would get the Nationals, I believe. Something to be aware of there. Jose Suarez has a decent matchup against the Guardians. I don't really want to go for that, though. It's a 19% rostered. I uh, No one else, really. I mean, Oda Rizzi has a tough-ish matchup this week against the, the Mariners. Then after that, he's more considerable. So see that one. He has 16% rostered. Ramonzi Contreras at 13% is someone I think I would go after. He does one start against the Cardinals, but then it's really nice after that. So consider that one. He's a 13%. I would be circling him as someone I do want to be picking up. Vothan and Watkins, along the lines of, of Lyles and pretty much all the Orioles, they have these two series, one against the Nationals, one against the Tigers. I think you're safe kind of starting anyone inside that rotation for those, uh, but it's not yet, so you can wait a week for that one. Michael Lorenzen is returning to the uh, the the Angels, and he may be someone to be considered later on in about a week or two, as he's only at nine percent. There are others that are not mentioned here that uh, just sadly are not inside of this table. I uh, so keep that in mind. But like Lodolo should be rostered, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Wade Miley is at six percent rostered. Very sneaky one. He looked good yesterday. He has a nice schedule for the Cubs. I would consider that one as well, especially if you're trying to find those streams, he could certainly be some surprise value. Bailey Falter at 13%. Get him for today if you still can. If you can pick him up and start him for today, do that. Drew Smiley also at 14% roster, I think is undervalued because of that Cardinals start, but it's the Cardinals. He still had the Blake Snell blueprint and everything. I think you should be considering that one. And for very deep, I'm trying to see all the way down here, 3%, 2% rostered. Is there someone that I'm circling, saying, aha, here is my super, super sneaky one. Maybe Paolo Espino at 1%. Oh, man, I can't do that. Maybe later on, it's Johan Aviedo or uh, Luis Sessa even at 1%. Uh, I guess don't overlook them moving forward. But, yeah, no, this is all 
all very, very, very terrible. Um, all right, that is going to do it for today. Good luck. I'll be back, of course, tomorrow talking about all the starts from today for, for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday to help out in this playoff matchup for you. And, of course, your rotisserie moves that you need to make down the stretch. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. Name me your Babs below and your strike outside. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.